Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One macho man. And one Hulk Hogan, brother. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. Oh, and I'm your other host, Eric C. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. Brother. (laughs) Brother. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Oh, yeah. Never done a Hulk Hogan in my life. I nope. hope that was at least passed. That wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. as long as you, literally anyone could do it, you just end I, I, every I sentence in brother and it works. Yeah, you, you just gotta, I don't know. You just I, I, be... feel like, I feel like I could do it well. That was completely off the cuff. It worked? I, I didn't even look at what the, what you had put in the damn notes until, you know, just then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I guess, I, I guess I'm doing this. You, d- you did a good job. You did a good job. Thank you. Hey guys, hey Ansomites. It's episode 133. It's a, it's a big number. Mm-hmm. Yes. Larger than the last one. That's how this works. Numbers just keep going up. Mm-hmm. Rewards, rewards that uh, center of your brain. The number center. Your your favorite center of the brain. Mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. You told me. I did. I have, I have evidence. What? Oh, it's because I eat garbage. When I eat garbage, it does that. Oh, yeah, that was a public conversation that everyone should read. <laughs> you could probably skip it. It's not <laughs> necessary. Our, our banal minutia is incredibly important. Well, I mean, I read it when the comic book people do it on the Twitter. Yeah. So, exactly. And I find it entertaining it's, then. It is. It's very entertaining because we're charming people. Later on in this episode, we will be discussing The Wicked and, and The Divine, Volumes both, 1 through 3. Both of them. It's the wicked and the divine. I, Not the wicked and divine. No, it's wicked and the divine. Apparently, I mean, there's there's two those in there. There is. Although there's a saying, lot of articles saying wicked and divine is much simpler. But why would we make things simple? Mm. You know, it's it's uh, those bastards. <laughs> Are you referring to Mr. Gillen and McKelvey? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll discuss that as well. Our our ongoing saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, first thing we do. First segment every single episode is when we talk about comics that came out this week. This very week. This very week. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there is sometimes a mush meter involved. It goes from, it goes from one to five. We can, and then, and you know, there's averages sometimes. Mm hmm. If we don't agree, you know, we gotta kind of combine and find average math, math it out. Yes. Yes. Eric's here. Use your, use your floating point unit. Yes. You don't have one of those? Nope. It's my favorite center of the brain. Oh, maybe I do have one. I just don't use it. No, your computer has one. Oh, you sure I don't have one? If you do, I don't know. I would. We may, we need to be even better friends. I don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Our first book 
of the week is Jonesy, number one, by Sam Humphreys and Caitlin Rose Boyle. Colors by Mickey Quinn, letters by Corey Breen. Uh, Caitlin Rose Boyle is the artist half of that equation. Sam Humphreys, the writer half. Uh, this is from Boombox. It's cute and colorful and cartoony. Do you like this, Eric? What? what? Why don't you just assume how I feel about it, and then I'll tell you how I feel about it? Oh God! Okay. I think I'm. I think I'm more interested in what you think about me thinking about this <laughs> than how I actually. I have. It. I have no idea what you. How you feel about this? I. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm. It, it. Are you really on the fence about it? I guess it's not. It's. It's good. I'll say that. Like qualitatively, mm-hmm. it is a good comic. Like it. It tells a great story. It's really cute and funny. The art is really is really is really fun. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're on the fence about it at all. No, but I don't know if I want any more of these kinds of comics. Honestly, I don't see what the problem is. To me, this is just this is fun. It's a it's a fun little book. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the dumb story, and I think that I I, I like that they're all ages books. I, I I like that this exists. I like that I, I like this better than fresh romance. I, I fresh, fresh romance is is stories for people whose brains don't quite work. They're not good. This is fun. It's a cohesive story, even if even if it's about nothing. No, I still enjoy, it's not that I I I mean why me, do you why me, do you think like that, personally do you think, I don't right why do you think this is oversaturated because that sounds like what you're saying. You said, why do we need more of this? Well, I don't think I need more of this, is what I really mean. I don't, I, I'm certain that this, like, there's a place for this in the market. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. certainly saying that there's not, because God knows there's t- too many Deadpool books and they keep making those. So, yep. I, I have a feeling like they keep making these books because they keep selling. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I just don't care if I read the next issue, I think. I I disagree. I I enjoy this. This is the kind of thing that despite any small issues I might have with it, I really enjoy this. Okay. You know, I think it's fine. Every time I see a book that I would I would offer or I would when someone asks me like, "Oh, what should a kid read?" or, you know, "What would I get for my nephew or niece?" mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, a situation. I, I like finding these little books. This is a, this this book is fun. It's cute. It's well drawn. I I enjoy I enjoy these genres of like you know, middle and high school kids. It's the same feeling that I got from reading Raina Telgemeier books. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's fun. I I could do for more of this. You know, mm-hmm. I I think that. The story at the end of it makes me think of Hellcat. I could do for more of this and less it's, Hellcat. It's the same artist as Hellcat. Yes, I know. I know. That I, 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 I'm well aware. Okay. It sticks out like a sore thumb. I, like, I look at this and I'm like, this isn't Hellcat. But it sure does make me give, give me traumatized flashbacks of that book. Uh, Hellcat was okay. It, it was, it was okay, but I, I have soured on Miss Leth because of that book. But that is besides the point. Jonesy's cute as hell, and I hope they. I hope this book runs for a while. Well, it's four issues, it's a miniseries. That's not long enough. Oh no! One of four. Oh no! Oh no! If they're, they're, we might have some pr- problems with the yarn man. Possibly. Poor old Yardy might be having some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go against my 
my gut and just say bye because you're right. Like I, my head is just saying like, yes, every, everything about this is good. And I, I want to drill down and like, what? What? I I wish you could articulate I, it better. I don't. I think it's maybe just the mood I read it in. Mm-hmm. It might be it, and that's a lot of the times. That, that certainly can... does. That certainly does change things. Like you hated Charles Sewell's She Hulk because you read it after uh, the X Force book that was so bad. Oh God, that X Force book. Yeah, you 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 were quite unhappy. I that book made it made me. Uh, I I like that one. No, this is this is a book where there are variant covers being done by Brian Lee O'Malley. Mm-hmm. I think I think when one of the indie darling people, like if you're gonna see Brian Lee O'Malley or or Brandon Graham doing an alternate cover. I think it's safe to say it's better than average. It's something that you should look into if it's an indie book. It's it's worth looking at. I am I'm I'm all on board for Jonesy. I wish there was more than four. This is the kind of thing that I would buy trades of for like my cousin's kids and stuff. Well, I think it's I think, I think it's great. I think any of these ser- these you know mini series that are are planned out to be four issues, they sell well enough. You'll see another. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna be like, thing. oh no, money. What? Oh, oh, this thing that people are buying. Let's not do any more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, make money. Yeah, Com- comic book people are. That's their like the rallying cry. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. Yeah. I hate making money. Kind of is. <laughs> I mean, I'm a precious little artist. Oh God. <laughs> that is Jonesy number one. We're a double buy on Jonesy number one. I, I go against my gut. Go with my head. Mm. Get to outthink my instincts. You can you, instincts are important. Mm. I wish you could. I wish you could tell me why you felt the way that you feel. Feel things, Robbie. I, I do feel things. That's usually the problem. Uh, <laughs> know what that means? That's funny though. Uh, our next book is Orcs. Orcs! <laughs> it has an exclamation point. You have to it's pronounce so it like that. It's and it's in all caps. It's all caps. In, with with exclamation number one, written and illustrated by Christine Larson. Uh, it is exactly what I expect from a title like Orcs. Mm-hmm. It it reminds me of like Warhammer Fantasy Orcs, kind of where it, it a little bit of that uh a little bit of the uh, Stoko, just not as gonna, dirty. Yeah. It's not as this gross. Is, this is this is like this is kind of like the. Uh, I was going to say that it's like the Disney movie. It's not like the Disney movie. This is like the Cartoon Network 15-minute cartoon short set in the Orcs, the, the, the Orcs-stained world. Right, exactly. It is the PG version mm-hmm. of the Grunch, Grunch world, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yes, uh, he got Grunch. Yeah, you know, I like it. It's 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 fun. I, I think the... <laughs> The character, I, my only complaint is I think that the individual orcs need to have, I, you know, they need to delineate it a little bit. You know, it's hard, you don't get a lot of, uh, difference in their character. They look, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, like it's that they look different. Hey, it's like a ninja orc and the orc with one eye and the girl orc. But other than that, you know, I don't really can't really think of anything particular about them that sets them apart. But there are three girl orcs in this book. See, I didn't even. Yeah, I know. There it works, whatever, you know. I think they use she once in a while, so I was just like, oh, that's, yeah. Um, did you have a good time with this book, Eric? I did. I, I think I'm kind of the, 
I think I think I understand thinking about this book. I think I understand how you felt about Jonesy. That <laughs> sort of you know on paper, I mm. think this book works. But uh, and I and you know by on paper, I don't mean literally in print. I mean <laughs> in concept. Yes, in concept, I think this book works for me. But there is something that gets stuck in my craw that's hard to articulate, and I don't know what it is. You know, I think the art's fun, the story's stupid as shit, the characters are retarded. It's it's worth it's it's probably worth your money. I think, you know, it's got that classic big fat half tones like the zip tone sort of manga look that I really appreciate. This is th- th- this is a creator to watch. It's a fun book. I, there's something about it that doesn't quite work for me, but it's hard to articulate and Ergo, I don't necessarily think it's just something weird and quirky about me. There's probably no reason you shouldn't take this one home with you if uh, if any of these things seem appealing. If a if a Cartoon Network style short cartoon about bumbling orcs going on adventures, mm-hmm. if that sounds appealing to you, I mean, hell, go for it. It reminds me a little bit of Bone as well. I get that, you know, bumbling idiot monsters in the woods. Mm-hmm. There's 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 some in there. It doesn't look as nice as Bone, but very few things no, do. No, no, that's the truth. You have a shaman tripping balls through this whole book. <laughs> oh, I'm a buy. Yeah, you should you should take this home with you. It's, a, it's got it's got attack squirrels. I don't know why everyone thinks the word squirrel is so funny now. It's in the zeitgeist. I guess it is. It's kind of annoying that it is, but. Yeah, I think maybe that's part of it, but yes. So, double buy on Orcs! Orcs! Hey, remember that time when we read Bone in a week, Eric? I read it in two days. 700 pages of Bone? I was exhausted. It took me all Saturday and Sunday just reading like six to eight hours a day. Yeah. It was was a lot. It's a lot. Bone. It's a lot of reading. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, our next comic from Vertigo is The Dark and Bloody, number one. Written by Sean Aldridge, Art Scott Godlewski. I'm trying to... Yeah, that's it. He did everything. Letters by Clem Robbins. Okay, color there is Patricia Mulvihill did the color. All right. Um, their, their credits are a little... Um, same artist as Copperhead. Mm. That explains the weird angular faces. Um, horror comic... Uh, set in the South, the mm-hmm. uh, war vet kind of white trashy dude who makes moonshine. Yep, he's a bootlegger. Uh, hmm. I think that it kind of, I don't know, it barely dips its toe into the horror aspect of it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of to the detriment of it. Like, I think there's interesting char- character moments. Like, I, I find this compelling. I feel like someone who didn't grow up in the South would not really find this as compelling. Just simply because, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I basically look for stories about people in the South because they speak to me. I feel like without that big piece of this, there's kind of not enough in this book. Yeah. Um, it's not at all bad. I would, I would give it a couple of issues and see where it goes. It's certainly well written, but I do think it could stand to probably have a few more pages of story and a better hook. It's not really a hook 
if we know it's a horror comic, that a couple of people die and disappear, and then some weird person shows up with blood, and then there's a possum eating bugs. It's not really much of a hook. Yeah, I, I, like, there's nothing in, like, there's nothing in this that is bad. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, like, the writing is, is solid. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I wish there was more of, more of what is going on than just, hey, there's a mysterious thing and then there's a strange girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I need something else. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough proposition because they introduce this one dude and his family, mm-hmm. and then you get a lot of backstory on him. I mean, you yeah. basically know this guy's whole life from this issue, and I think that in that he probably the the, the writing the, they got a little ambitious with backstory. They could have hinted at a lot of things or left some things to unpack later, right? And gotten more into the hook, more into the why do I want to read the story. And I think it would have been better. As it stands, it's not terrible. No, I, I, I it's certainly, I think, come back to and check in on it and see how mm-hmm. it's doing. It, I still like, his art is still really good. Uh, I really yeah. enjoy it. Um, I, I wish it was, you know, utilized, you know, more fit. There, you know, horror comic, you see more horror stuff in it. There's, it, it, I think that's our complaint, you know. There's mm-hmm. not enough. I don't know. There's it's a good look at a possum. It is a fine opossum. Yeah, I see. Or I possum. Or possum. Excuse me. Or possum. You know what I mean? Your preference. I would not want to be that close to a possum. They're yeah. They're kind of gross animals. They're horrifying. I would I think just the thought of being bitten by one. Yeah, they 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 mean they they're like they carrion. Mm-hmm. Carrion. That's a that's a word that should be in this book. It should. This seems, uh, this along with, uh, uh, Harrow County, another southern, mm-hmm. southern horror comic. I immediately thought of Harrow County. Yeah. Well, when, uh, when I started reading this, I think th- it's, you know, that, go that, ahead. that one is trading more on like the southern gothic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this is more trading on uh, more, I don't know, it's modern horror in a way. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a buy maybe mush meter like two. Hmm. Lower than I was expecting. I almost went three, but I I pulled back. I think it's deserving of three. Okay. I mean, I think either one is fair. I'll, I'll I will go three. Um, I mean, it's good. I enjoy it. I don't know that it is. I don't know that it's a good fit for everyone listening to this because it certainly has its problems, but it shows promise. Yeah. You know, I think it tells the story well and it shows good character at least around this one character and i don't know i i did enjoy it so check it out <laughs> that is uh let's see a double by motion meter of two and a half on the dark and bloody number one our next comic uh speaking of deadpool is spider-man deadpool number two written by joe kelly pencils ed mcginnis mark morales on inks jason king keith on colors joe sabino doing the letters uh we did not Check out number one, but it's a Deadpool comic. I doubt, I don't think you ever need to read the previous issues of Deadpool comics. No, I, I had no idea this was a number two. It's the, yeah, it, it might as well be. Mm-hmm. They, um, this is, uh, the big thing about this book is that it is, has Joe Kelly and Ed Dennis in it, who, like, famously did a very long and successful Deadpool run, uh, in the 90s. You know, the, Joe Kelly's Deadpool run is often considered, like, the Deadpool run over, mm-hmm. over even lot, Rob Liefeld's, take on the character um did you 
Did you enjoy this comic, Eric? If if he is considered the Deadpool like writer, then I actually may have to read some of his run because I don't hate this. Yes, Deadpool's and like an actual character. Yeah, I know. He's not like a collect he doesn't speak in internet memes. No, I this is this is very readable. It's very palatable. I, I don't hate this and I fully expect to hate it. I mean, it looks good. The story is is very clear. I understand the motivations people have. <laughs> motivations? Um yeah, it's not incredibly stupid. I I it's actually fun to read. Deadpool actually is occasionally funny. It's not just haha tacos. Um I'm really happy to see Miles Morales and Spider-Man being little little Batman and Robin. Spider-Bros. Yeah, I I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know, man. I fully expected to hate this. Absolutely on board. Okay, good. Yeah, I liked it as well. It it mm. it, it has substance to it, it. Really, it really does, and that's that's a good way to say it. So many Deadpool books, zero substance. It's just a a medium for bad jokes. Yeah, and uh, Ed McGinnis. Have we ever discussed Ed McGinnis before? No. Do you like Ed McGinnis, Eric? I I don't know. This is Ed McGinnis. I like this. I don't know what to tell. Oh, the this artist for. uh, I thought we were talking about the writer. No, 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 no. I I I like the way this looks. I think it, it. I think it works with the inking and coloring really, really well. It's got a look very much like uh, the 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 Spider-Man book that we read last week and the uh, the Spidey book a couple of weeks before that. Mm-hmm. You know that it really captures probably my favorite era looking Spider-Man. You know, it, it's. I don't know. It it works really well for this. I I'm I'm not familiar with uh, with Mr. McGinnis. I feel like I I, I kind of regret that. He's no. He's a. He was. He's. I mean. He's obviously still uh, active, but you know he's mm-hmm. been around for a long time. But he never. His work is. I would describe it like this, but like big and cartoony mm-hmm. and comic booky, but never like he never got caught in those nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Nineties. That nineties kind of ultra detailed, but you know. Mm-hmm no hands or feet stuff. Uh, it's like seeing Art Adams work in the 90s or something. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's always big and bold. Um, yeah. And it I, it works in this in comic uh, really well. I'm, I'm a buy. I like it. It's good. It's a good, a good, I mean, Spider-Man, Deadpool, it has substance. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that. Good, good, good word for this book. Substance. You were just, you were just on it with the vocabulary today. That's all I'm good for. Mm-hmm. Good for... Good for words, words and so is that is that a, a buy there? Yes, you silly goose. Ooh, double buy! Spider Man, Deadpool number two. Our last book of the week. Shockingly so. Shockingly so. Our last Ooh. book of the week. Come on, iPad. There we go. Is Old Man Logan number two, written by Jeff Lemire, art Andrea Sarantino, colors Marcelo Maiolo, letters Corey Pettit. Uh, we didn't like the first issue. No. And I thought, okay. Give it a second it's Jeff, issue. It's Jeff. It's Jeff Lee Meyer. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He, you have to give it, we'll give a, it a, another shot. Give it one more issue. See if maybe it's setting up something to play against. You know, as it goes forward. Um, no, I don't think so. At least not in this issue. I don't. It's just 
Logan being drop kicked through buildings by Amadeus Cho. I, I don't. Wolver, Logan's really dumb in this. He's old. I he's, is that he's, is that the what 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 are, what are your problems with this? Because I actually enjoyed this. I don't know. It's not that it's bad, but it just seems un like it's just not interesting. Like it doesn't. Nothing. Nothing happens of this other than yeah. It 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 is a little Spartan. This is this is less like I have something to say about Wolverine, mm-hmm. and it's more like a weird tour of the new Marvel universe. Yeah, it's I, it's it's this. I I don't know. It's it, this it, grizzled this grizzled old man, and he meets he meets bright and happy girl Hawkeye, and like cool dude the Hulk. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't. I mean, and that's. I wish there was more of that and not so much dumb punching in this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, he was Wolverine, right? Logan lived in a world where he was Wolverine. He was a member of the X-Men. There were mm-hmm. superheroes, and then it all went bad. Everyone got killed, except for him and supervillains took over. He, I would think, have memories of how the Marvel Universe worked with them you know, weird. There, he, there was a She-Hulk around. There can be more than like immediately. He would. He can't tell that that's not Bruce Banner Hulk. He can't like. I, I would be way more interested in seeing him like sit down and talk to Amadeus Cho than mm. Amadeus Cho drop kick him through a building. I mean, it does have its appeal, but uh, I'm ready for him to like. It feels like this book is going to a point where it's just going to be him going. Oh, this is not my world. I need to change. I would like it just to get to that point and not waste time. I I can respect that because I, it really does seem like that's most people's problem with what Wolverine always was, that he's like this gruff, like weird, like very traditional kind of masculinity. And so much of, I mean, Amadeus chose not necessarily that, even though he's the goddamn muscle bound Hulk. Kate Bishop is definitely not that. To me, it does feel like it is that, that it's the story of this guy that's completely out of place looking for a home here. It's an, to me, it's interesting. It's an, it's an interesting exploration, but I do agree with you that it doesn't feel very important or necessary. Like, it feels like a comic I'm going to really enjoy reading five issues from now. Mm-hmm. But not right now. Like, I don't. Now need... it's, it's a bunch of dragging around and dicking around. Yeah, I don't need to see that journey. I, I don't know, like, I've read, <laughs> I don't, like, I read the original Old Man Logan, and Wolverine, yes, he's a berserker animal, but he's not a, a moron. You mm-hmm. know, like, I think he would go, like, oh yeah, I lived in a Marvel universe, like, crazy weird dimensional stuff happened all the time. There's always alternate versions of characters. Yeah. You know, he would maybe go, oh, maybe this is different, and I should, like, stop and think for a second. But, you know, and I think, like, I, it, of course, I, it's hard to say at what point in the Marvel universe, like, what had happened in his timeline. Yeah. I, um, before he went nuts and killed everyone that he loved. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say that this series is never gonna be good. I just want it to get to the point where I'm, where, I, like, what I want out of it. And so, if you'd want to see that journey, 
then this book you'd probably enjoy it. For me, I do not need to buy this. Do not I do not buy. Like I I I'll wait until the first arc's over where we see old man Logan like going, "Oh, like I can't be a berserker monster. I need to like figure out my place in this new place." Like I'm ready for that. So when they get to that point, I'll jump back on board, but for now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm opt out. I don't think I'm as dramatic as you are on this. I think I think it's a fun story. I think the illustration is better in this one than in the previous issue. I really enjoyed it. Okay. You know, it, it, it could be that I was just in an exceptionally good mood when I was reading, but I thought, I thought this fight with him and Amadeus was fun. There's just kind of, there's not enough meat to it. That is clear. We're not getting to the point fast enough. That is clear. I think all of your criticisms are valid. I'm still a buy. Split decision. Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan, number two. Did you read anything else? No, I was very excited to find that. Uh, are you familiar with Zach Gorman? Mm, no. Did uh, I draw Nintendo? No. I draw Nintendo.tumblr.com. Nothing. Well, he's been around, but he has been apparently writing. He's written ten issues of the Rick and Morty comic. Ah, okay. And I need more Rick and Morty in my life, so I bought that. Have only read a few pages because I am uh, still very busy. Trying to make artwork and live a life. Cannot read every comic book I want. There's just so many. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have a lot of respect for uh, for him both as an illustrator and his little mini-comics. He's one of those guys like Dan Hip that he just... He's a competent illustrator, even though it's simple. But he just has this really amazing ability to really get you right in the heart guts. It's impressive. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I imagine it's very good. Oh, did, did you read anything? I did. I read Injection, the new Injection. How 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 was how was that? Was it, it Ellisy? It, very. It's 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 good. It's still Injection. It's still great. Still really enjoying it. Has he ended the first arc already? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is with how many? How many? Five. Four. Five. five yeah. It's five. Five. And then this, so this is, is too deep. This is seven. Yeah. Second into it's it's a it's a smaller story, but it is weaving into the larger narrative. It's great. Would I enjoy it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It is uh, it's it's very snappy. Uh, it, it's Declan Chavi and Jordi Belair on art looks great. Um, it I, I think he's he's merging a little bit of that uh his his process from trees where it's you know more of a like a novel cut into chapters, but there's certainly more of a serialized kind of like he doesn't just leave things you know hanging. You know, there's there are actual you know story hooks at the end of each issue. You know, it makes it work better in a serialized format, like trees, which probably is better. It probably work, reads better just as you know collected. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading trees too, but trees is trees is that for sure. It is not worrying about being a like normal comic book. Um, injection is. It's good. It's a solid, mm. solid mystery. Uh, I think I'll do it for Weekly Floppies. It's time for our next segment. It's time for Checking In. Checking In is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Make recommendations, etc. about nerdy things. Eric, what have you been up to? What have you done? What have you read? What have you looked at? What have you played? What have you listened to? I just slept for... Six days. Ooh, how was that? It just wasn't enough. Oh no, there's a there's a show that uh, I recommend people watch. I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it is 
a Netflix original. There's only a couple of episodes. It was created by Mr. Bill Burr, if you're familiar with him, the, the comedian. I'm, I am familiar with Bill Burr. Yeah. Hit and miss he's, for me. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's, I mean, he's a, for craft, he's excellent. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I, his, uh, his stand up is a little too much like, oh, people are too sensitive. Yeah. Well, this is sort of about his family and growing up in the 70s. Okay. And it's, it, it, it definitely casts his father and mother. I mean, this, these are all fictional people, but they're all very directly based on, you know, his real parents. But it's a lot of like a, a grown person's look at this is what my parents went through and, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for that. And it's, it's funny. The characters are funny and it's, it, it doesn't pull a lot of punches. The kids act like complete dicks. There's, um, they spend like all their money, all their savings on a new color TV set. And the son, like, while his father's asleep, like demags the, the CRT and ruins it. I don't know. It, it it's, it's, it's very King of the Hill, I suppose. Ah, okay. Hyper realism? I don't know that I'd call it hyper realism. It's not, but it, it, it's, they're very real and they're very relatable. You know, right. it's, 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 it's funny coming out of situations that I believe. What is the name of the show? F is for family. Did okay. I, I thought I said that already. If you said it, I did not hear it or I, I believe my, my... I, I, I believe I did sneak it in there, but it really doesn't matter. It is called F is for family. Okay. Netflix original show. Right. I, I, I like it quite a lot. It's, it's it's pretty brutal. It's pretty ugly. It um, I don't know if you liked anything else like the the BoJack Horseman that uh, that Netflix has put out. This is another. This one's right up there with it. You know, I don't know that I enjoy it quite as much as I enjoyed BoJack Horseman. But then I have a lot more BoJack Horseman to to go off of. Right. But this is this is good. I don't regret watching it. I think it's only about six issues or episodes. Forgive me. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Apparently, Paul F. Tompkins bought a suit that matches the suit his character wears in BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I didn't even remember Mr. Peanut Butter wearing a suit. It was like in BoJack Horseman, purple coat with like sparkles on it. Oh yeah, as the as the 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 show host. And he he apparently bought a got someone to make a real life version of that for him to wear. That sounds exactly like something Paul F. Tompkins would do. It, he does indeed. He is a delightful idiot. I, I, I'm a fan. I think Netflix needs to give him a show. He is. I mean, apart, apart, I mean, his own show, like, him, for him to manage, not, uh, not Bojack Horseman. No, but he has a, a show that he does called Know You Shut Up, which is on some, <laughs> some network that is small. Fusion? Fusion. What the hell's a fusion? It's a show. It's a TV, it's a TV channel, apparently. So not okay. a not, but it it's him and a bunch of puppets. That it's like it's kind of like Daily Show, but with him and puppets. You get puppets involved, and I get uncomfortable. A lot of like him debating about politics with a hot dog. That's that's really that's really bizarre. I don't think I'm gonna I'm, I don't think I'm gonna get another service to watch Paul F. Tompkins' show. It just needs I to think, be on Netflix. I think it's on YouTube for free. Is it? Yeah. Well, I, that that if it's free, I'm all over it. If it's free, it's for me. <laughs> Would you like to hear about another uh, te- television program, Eric? Television. I wrote. I watched some. Oh, so you have? You still have Prime? I do still have Prime. 
Still have Prime. Yep, Prime's a good good investment. I don't know if it is. I order enough stuff from Amazon that it's certainly worth it. Plus, you certainly do. I I only order like a couple of things a year, and I can stand to wait a couple extra days. I don't need to pay eighty bucks a year for that, and then to not watch streaming on my Chromecast. What do you watch it on? Um, either my if I'm watching on the television, I watch on my Xbox, or if I'm on my PC, just watch it through their website. Yeah, they they're at war with Google, so of course you can't watch it on Chromecast. No, of that's not. that's that's my beef with them. Oh, I don't. I have like a hundred of devices that can play whatever I need. And it yeah, I know, time. but I I don't want to switch devices. It, media centers are way too complicated. They should be simple. One device should do everything because it definitely can. Get an Apple TV uh. or a uh, what's that other one? Um, can't think of the name. Um, regardless, television yeah. show I've been watching uh, on Amazon Prime is The Man in the High Castle. Uh, are you familiar with this at all, Eric? Only that people say they enjoy it, and it is possibly the the reason to have Amazon Prime. It is their most watched original programming. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, ten ten episode series. They've been renewed for a second uh, season. Uh, it is based on a Philip K. Dick novel. Um, which won the Hugo Award. It is an alternate history where the Nazis, where the Axis powers won the World War II, leaving Nazis and Nazis and in, uh, in the Japanese in control of America and us as basically. Uh, it's I don't know. They don't really define it, you know, in you know in detail. But it, you know, it's they're occupying the land. Uh, but it's you know probably a decade or two later again they do not specify you know all the details about how the war went and how it ended and all that but they did basically the nazis end up dropping a nuke on dc and winning uh the world war ii and now we are in occupied america there's a resistance uh movement but obviously the nazis are fighting that um and it kind of deals with politics involving the leadership of the Nazi party. Hitler is still alive, but probably dying soon. So there's a huge amount of power in flux. Uh, the Japanese basically inhabit the entire West coast of America. And there's a huge called a neutral zone, like that runs along the Rocky mountains. And we're following members of the resistance, members of the Nazis, members of the Japanese, uh, lead the power and all of them trying to banny for power, the resistance, is trying to disrupt all that. And in the process of that, we are learning about this guy called the man in the high castle who distributes films. Well, that's also like a mystery in and of itself. Uh, but films that show basically what happened in our world, basically showing that, you know, us winning allied powers, winning the war and the resistance for, you know, mysterious reasons wants control of these movies while the Nazis and Japanese want to seize control of these movies. Uh, and there's certain allusions to that these movies may be more than what they seem. Uh, but that's the kind of one of the main mysteries of it. Uh, has the only people I recognize out of the cast are, uh, Rufus Sewell, Sewell, who is in Dark City, the, uh, lead, lead, uh, uh, role in Dark City. He's one of the Nazis, uh, intelligence officers. And then, uh, the actual main, uh, the main, um, Japanese protagonist, or even, I don't call him protagonist, but he's, uh, the guy who played, uh, sh- um, uh, what's his name? From Mortal Kombat, uh, the Shung, 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 why oh, can't I think of his name, Eric? 
mean Shang Song. Shang Song. He played Shang Song in the first Mortal Kombat movie, and he plays. I don't. I have no idea who who the actor is. Forgive I, me. I don't know the name of. I don't know his name, but that's what I recognize him from. Um, but it's really good, really compelling, really good mystery. Um, I think it says something about the acting in that I found the those two characters, like the characters who are the leaders of the quote unquote evil. You know, the bad guys are the most mm-hmm. compelling uh, people in it to me. There's, you know, uh, several, uh, both a lead male and lead female uh, actors who are kind of members of the resistance and have several different allegiances behind the scenes pulling them in different directions. But I I don't know. The writing is really solid. Uh, I haven't read the Philip K. Dick book. I, I'm going to. I, I want to after seeing the, the series, but it's really good. Ten episodes. About an hour long. You know, average. It's an interesting, uh, I, I, interesting premise. Well, not, not not what I was imagining. From yeah, it's, I, it, I, I thought this was a. I thought it was a a, a Game of Thrones uh, story. No, I had, well, I, I had mean, no idea. There, I, I had only people called it. I don't know. There's there's certainly I, that I kind of power about it. that power struggle and stuff like that, and you know, mm-hmm. and and political maneuverings and all that. That is certainly in it, but the setting is you know, it's not fantasy whatsoever. Um, it's really good. I definitely suggest anyone to Amazon Prime check it out. It's it's a uh, really compelling. But that's about it. I, I played a lot more XCOM too, but it's really hard, but a lot of fun killing aliens, <laughs> shooting aliens with uh with with uh, shotguns. It's good. Shotgun and aliens. Yeah, and then you would and then you upgrade your shotguns so you can shoot the aliens better. That sounds like a good thing to do. Yeah, it's important. Uh, you ready to talk about uh, some rock star gods? Rock rock gods. Eric? I'm ready for wicked and or divine. And the. And or. Uh, no. That's mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. It's not the wicked and or the divine. Uh-oh. No. It's in the notes now, so it's truth. Uh, yes. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Uh, so you, shouldn't, you shouldn't give me right access. Word processor of the gods. Uh, that's true. It's time for our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work like you would in a book club and uh, discuss in-depth. Um, there will be spoilers, uh, as to be expected. Uh, we are reading The Wicked and or The Divine. <laughs> Written by uh, Karen Gillan, Art Jamie McKelvey, Colors Matt Wilson, Letters Clayton Cowles, except for that third volume, which has numerous artists who do uh, an issue each. I'll, I'll, I'll read them off. We'll probably, we, we, we'll get to it as we go, but where, where's the trade? We got, yeah, Tula Lute, Kate Brown, Stephanie Hans, Delayla Del Duca, Del Duca, Matt, that was Matt Lowe's doing the colors, and Brandon Graham did an issue. Mm-hmm. The old, old Brandon Graham. Mr. King City himself. Um, basic premise, gods come back to Earth for two years, every, you know, once a century or so, uh, and then take up the take up the bodies of young people, and stuff happen. They inspire uh, people. I mean, that's. I mean, it's not. They purposely do not. Yeah. Define it's, it's it. Pretty, it's pretty ill-defined. Yes. They 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 leave it open for interpretation, even though they they it is like a field of study in this universe. You know, it is a it is a documented event, even though there are plenty of people who doubt that it's real. Um, I don't know where to start with this. Did, I guess let's just sort of unpack the basic story of, let's say, the first book, 
and then just see where we go from there. I think that'll get the I think that'll get the the wheels turning. Yeah, it, it I it's essentially set up as a murder mystery mm-hmm. until you get a little later, and then it's more of it, a thriller. It shifts yeah. pretty abruptly. Yeah, um, but up until you know maybe well, through volume two or the, at least partially through volume two, it's like a, a murder mystery. There's the there there's the gods have come back, all occupying. Basically becoming uh, analogs for famous rock stars. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a David Bowie. There is a um, a Rihanna. A lot of them are kind of Some combinations are, yeah. of of multiple people. Yeah, they're, like there's there's a bit of Jay Z and a bit of Kanye in this bail. Yeah, uh, that one. Uh, what's this? Uh, going back to my the wiki where I can remember these people's names. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it there yeah there's a lot going on. Baphomet, who is kind of mm-hmm. like Danzig meets Elvis a little bit, uh, which I mean I, I get that that's really silly though. It is, um, yeah, and the, you know there's combinations there, um, but they are all representation they, that they uh, Woden is uh, Daft Punk, Daft Punk, yeah, and they all have different they, they like they represent different mythological gods. Uh, Ball, we've already met Baphomet, Lucifer. Lucifer is the uh, there's let's see Minerva Morgan Sachmet Woden Dionysus or I can't even pronounce some of these um at least not correctly or or, or I yeah just, I don't know I don't know how to say that um but Lucifer I, I guess being Lucifer uh decides to show off for the public and is kind of framed for a murder. And then that kind of triggers the mystery. Like, did she actually do the murder? Who, if she didn't, who did? Uh, there are kind of our, our window into the world for at least while there is that murder mystery going on is a young fan of all these gods. Laura is her name. A fangirl. A fan of the Pantheon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that. Gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. That's, it's in the book. They use that word. I know, but you're gross. I'm gross. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make a Hamlet without breaking some eggs. Oh God, I guess that's true. Another another McKelvey pun. Mm-hmm. He well, strikes again. Not I always say McKelvey. I mean Karen Gillen. Karen Gillen. Arg! I th- I think it's because I think it's because Jamie McKelvey tweets more. At least when I'm looking at Twitter. No, he does. He he tweets more. Karen Gillan just is like targeted pun uh, yeah. dive dive attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and then it spins out from there. We in, you know we investigate. Kind of each issue is is often centered around a specific god. Um, and we learn about their power set, their character, what they do in this world now. Um, and we kind of slowly learn the rules of these gods and how they function all that stuff. Um, I, I, I will, this is the, my favorite thing that Gill and McKelvey have done of, of what I've read. I think that's interesting because I definitely don't enjoy it as much as, uh, young Avengers. Okay. I, I do. I, I do enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. It's, a, it's, a, it is a little unsufferable. Don't get me wrong. They still managed to sneak that in. Um, it is very good though. I am very happy with it. You know, it's it's I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, they, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. It it manages for me. It what it does is contextual. Like my, I'm trying to phrase this correctly. 
my biggest problem with phonogram is is that it you know it takes Karen Karen Gillan uses his obsession and knowledge of music and makes it so obtuse and so hipstery that it's hard to enjoy for me like a lot of the time. This makes it so that it is more a populist I don't know take on the what like on the culture of being famous and how you know rock stars have supplanted mythological gods in our culture in a lot of ways uh and there's still like you said there's that certain level of pretension there mm-hmm. that is not like you can't avoid it it's just there all the time um but it's not as near the forefront as a phonogram is um I, I don't know i i enjoy i really enjoy the i guess the the, the i guess the, what really brings it together for me is the inclusion of the mythological gods. I think that's really interesting. I really like that. This is this is the Sandman for the Tumblr generation. It, it kind of is. You're you're that they should put that on the effing book. Yeah, you can you can fucking blurb me. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It even it, the the parts of it that I find insufferable are the ones that, you know, that I that I find twee and insufferable from Tumblr culture as well. Yeah, uh, uh, I feel like the the mystery is really well done. Mm-hmm. I just by the nature of the fact that there's a limited, like you know, it's like a ten little Indian situation where there's a limited amount of people it could be. Um, so you're already going like, okay, who is it? And I, you know, when it is revealed that it is a Nanki, is that how you? I don't know how to say that either. I I don't know. There aren't pronunciations on the uh, on the wiki. When that was revealed, I was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never. It wasn't a big like, oh man. Like yeah. it, it, at the at by the point it was getting to to that late in the game, I was like, okay, it's either the the uh, the, the prince uh, Inanna, the, the guy who's the prince basically, and or her. Like I that I had kind of been pegged down to one of those two. And so when it was revealed as a Naki, I was like, okay. But I, I enjoyed the mystery. I enjoyed the detective work kind of thing. Um, do you like, I, I don't, having Laura as our protagonist and, and kind of perspective, did you enjoy that? Did you, like, it, it makes sense to have like a normal it person. It does. Yeah. You, you do need, you need that point of entry and you need a character that's relatable. I, I don't particularly find her compelling or interesting i don't know i i do think that my favorite thing is that um that like all the all the fangirl wish actualization happens and she actually becomes a god and then immediately gets fucking killed yes i did like that that was not that i was like oh yeah kill her or anything like that but i was just like okay that is interesting. Thank you for making me keep guessing. That's definitely good. It's a yeah. It's a nice turn. It mm-hmm. it's a, it's you, the show the 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 it is not afraid to kill its darlings. No, so speak. no, it's not. He is. You can say what you want about uh, about uh, uh, Mr. Gillen. Almost said Mr. McKelvey. <laughs> yeah. There really is something. There are some wires crossed up there. Um. The the man is an excellent craftsman. He really knows how to write a story. Like I think that even with a zillion characters, this reads pretty well. It is a little confusing because there's so much introduced in such a short amount of time, and it's just 
the the names and it's just it's a little clunky, but you still know enough of what's going on at all times to where you never feel lost. No, I I I like the only times I I think I was a little bit confused is when there are many of them in the same room mm-hmm. and the there's like several of the female gods. Mm-hmm. next to each other with all have different face makeup. Like they all have lots like very colorful makeup on and crazy hairstyles. Um, and I'm just like, I forget who's who I'm like, okay, yeah. which one is, which one is that? And who's that? It it didn't really help that when they introduced, uh, the Morgan in, in book one, yes, yeah, she has three, different she's, she's three, she's three different people. And I'm like, okay, there's three people here now. And it wasn't until much later that, I look back and I'm like, oh, that's one person. That's really confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That was, I think, a, a, a weaker moment. It, it's it's rough when that's being introduced in the middle of a kind of chaotic scene mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Where we're getting, like, Baphomet, Danzig flying around doing his thing. And then there's, all like, there's multiple of the, you know, land above ground gods as they were called uh doing stuff and then you're getting three different you're like are they oh eventually you're like oh okay but until then you're like trying to identify all three and the fact that each three has a different like personality makes it a little tricky um but i never i yeah it's it does a really good job of balancing a, a very large cast there's a, a lot of people, and that's like not even that's just counting the gods. There's also you know non-god people who are floating around. You got to f- try and keep them straight. The you know the various journalists and Laura and you know all that stuff going on in uh, in and around the the functions of the gods. You've got some north by north wet northwest going on there. I live near an airport. Uh, <laughs> can't help that. Um, trying to think how to phrase this question is the use of the rock star imagery did that ever bother you i'll make it broad Hmm. i don't know okay i do think that just sort of as a foundational level for this book it is i don't know if pretentious is the word but it is it is a little annoying it's a little troublesome it was like in it was it it, i sort of when i watched the um that season finale of the venture brothers where they made uh david bowie and iggy pop and klaus nomi all have they were all like superheroes yeah they were super villains well the leaders of the whatever it was (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of the same thing it's a weird kind of annoying hero worship that I don't know. I think that fame just makes people insane. They're just people that are good at making art and being larger than life. I, I, I don't know. It, it makes a lot of sense, but I guess it's hard to articulate. It's, it's kind of the thing that me personally, I have to look past. For other people, you tell them that and it is an immediate selling point. Yes. I, I was, I was at Heroes Con when it wasn't Erica. Um, uh, it was like her, her boyfriend. What's her name? Erica Moen? I don't know who you're talking about. Who am I, who am I talking about? Henderson. Erica Henderson. Okay. Artist. That's her name. Squirrel Girl. Yes. Yes. It was like Erica Henderson's boyfriend 
was telling Babs Tar about this book. And when that premise was described to her, her eyes lit up. That was the selling point for her. For me, it's something I have to look past. It's part of my suspension of disbelief, I suppose. It's the thing that I have to look past to get into the meat of this story. You know, the whole comparison of artists and, and, and rock stars as gods. Yeah. It, it's, it's more of a stumbling block for me, which for many parts it is the whole selling. For many people it is the whole selling point. Yeah. It, I'm also kind of conflicted on it. Uh, I, I, it's, it's very fun in some parts. Yes. In other parts, it makes it clunkier than it sh- needs to be. Um, and it adds into that, like, look, it makes me, it makes, it takes me out of the story. You know, it, yeah. it becomes a like, Hey, I'm, I am admiring this as a work of craft, but I am not in the story. I am not yeah. thinking about, Hey, I'm not thinking about the story itself. I'm thinking about, Hey, I am reading a comic book at this point. And mm-hmm. wow, this is that, that, Art looks real nice, and I wonder where this mystery is going. But it's never like, hmm, I just want to keep reading because I'm immersed. It, it breaks me out of that immersion to a certain sense. And I, in the same way, I appreciate, like, the analogy it's, it's going for. And it is, it is a shorthand in a lot of ways. Like, it, it delivers some character without you having to, you know, go, do a lot of, uh, why can I think of the word? Um, exposition you don't need a lot of like hey you're like hey this guy who's kanye and jay-z is you're full of himself okay yeah i got it the guy who is david the 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 chick who supposedly is bowie like you know she's you know you kind of like that their image tells you your popular your idea of of danzig in your head already is giving you half of that person's character and, and 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 stuff like that um but some of it I'm not getting because I don't know necessarily who they're going for. Mm-hmm. I did not. I I thought about looking it up before we started talking, but I was like, no, it's better that I don't know. Um, like some of like I don't know. I don't know who Amaterasu is supposed to be. Who I'm supposed to be thinking of? Yeah. So Shinto Sun Goddess. Well, I know who Amater. I know that. I mean, I know that part. I don't know the rock oh. part. The rock star part. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I, got, don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you particularly need to. Yeah, you don't. I mean, like I, you really don't need to for anything because you basically get it. Like I, I can look at Bale and I'm like, I, I if I didn't know who Jay Z or Kanye West was and or any others that he might have in his amalgamated personality, you still get the character. Yes, you still understand the situation. Um, it's it's not all that critical. No. Like I think Amaterasu could really not be anything. You know, she could not be any specific person. She's just a glam singer. Yeah. Wears a lot of makeup and is female. It feels pretty generic to me. feel like kind of a lot of them are just sort of that, I don't know, that thing. The, a modern version of that thing. Yes. You see, you, you, you see a couple of women that are doing that in modern music, but I mean, it, just seems like another iteration of that thing. It doesn't seem like they're the, that person. They actually feel more like individuals and less like less like just copies of pop stars. Right. I think maybe the men are more than just straight up copies of pop stars. With the exception of Lucy, but she's 
I don't know. She's not like exactly Bowie. No. It's, it's a Bowie aesthetic. Yes, exactly. Um, which is your favorite god, Eric? I was going to ask you the same question. It's a, it's a, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice dumbass question to go into, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a natural thing when you get a, a book like this. You got to go. Oh, who's your favorite? I, you know, I, I find most of them fairly interesting and fairly compelling. Yeah, in that I've, in that regard, yes. None of them, like very few of them, or none of them are like, oh, I don't really care about them. It's just you know, some of them are more in, like. You're you're more interested in them because of a certain reason. Yeah. Well, I think I think probably most people's favorite is going to be Lucy. Right. Just because I don't know, she was cool as shit, and it's really very compelling that all this story pops up around her and then she dies. That's part of this book's strength is that it introduces this badass character and then she goes out in a blaze of glory. Like I could have I could have read a book. A long-running comic about that character, just that character. Well, there's a uh, a book from Vertigo that is mm-hmm. called Lucifer. It's not about this character, though. I, I, I I'm I, familiar with that one. It's based on the Neil Gaiman Lucifer. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I'm just being stupid. I know. I know you were stupid. You don't have to just. You don't have to display your stupidity. Yeah. Um, she's probably most people's favorite, and I think I think McKelvey knew that when he when he. Uh, he killed her. Gillen? God, did I say McKelvey? God damn it, I thought I was even doing the right one. <laughs> well, I mean, they work together. I mean, I, I, they McKelvey do. has, has a, I'm they're, certainly they're joined a hand the, in the storytelling. They're, they're joined at the hip. No, Gillen. God, I'm stupid. There really is just episodes of this crap. Just, just keep doing it. It's embarrassing. Um. Well, when you, yeah, she's, uh, she's interest, like, the, just the name. When you say, "Oh, that person is the devil, the mm-hmm. Christian devil," it is inherently like, "Oh, I I have a lot of feelings about that." Yes, and then yes. you make her look like David Bowie, and she's mm-hmm. like, she wants to up upend the system. You know, she's interested in like she's framed for like there's a in like a whole like religious over like obviously religious overtones to all this, but mm-hmm. uh, stronger for us in particular because we come from a you know christian backgrounds yeah you know present in a christian society the rebellion in heaven yes exactly so she's a naturally a kind of rebellious figure so yeah it's very sexy Mm -hmm. is that your choice oh if we're gonna say like favorite character yes but i find many of them compelling i was gonna say i find woden very compelling i was gonna say woden actually myself yeah he is very interesting in this book i find it very interesting that Basically, every one of these characters are painted as being like sex hounds, like Sackmet, like Sackmet, like has orgies every night, has well, no 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 place to live, and then eats people. Yes, and and yet Woden is is vilified is is vilified for his sexuality. I find that really funny. I mean, none of them. If if he's a bad person, they literally are all terrible people, and I think that's really the better answer. No, I think they are all are. I, I think all the gods don't like Woden. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Like, oh yeah, they're all. I, they're not. None of them are really good. You know, they're no, all varying they're, they're shades. Every of yes, bad. they're all scum, scumbaggy people. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. I think they got that right. They're rock stars. You know, we mm. kind of romanticize that, but most of them are not good. You know, they're, no. they're, they're good at making art, but that doesn't... Well, 
fame and basically the ability to get anything you want at all hours of the day, if that doesn't fucking destroy you, I mean, what in the hell won't? Yes. That that will ruin you toot sweet. Which is, that is, I mean, it is playing into what, we don't, we still don't know necessarily what Inanke's motivations are. You know, mm-hmm. as she's obviously at the, you know, at the end of volume three, we're at the point where it is clear she is trying to upend, she's trying to destroy all of this in one way or another. We don't know why yet. There, I have my ideas, but it's all, it's still, uh, that is still, it, it, this mystery is kind of shifted in from who to why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, now we yes. know that she is the one doing all of this in various ways, but why is she doing that? I, I think, it, did, when that is revealed, did you, I don't know, did that disappoint, did you have a feeling, did your feelings change about the book at all? No, no. Yeah. Just, just a, a moment of, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Why is she doing this? Yeah. I mean, it's the exact, I mean, you very articulately said who to why. Because who is going to stop being interesting very quickly? But yeah, this the story changes pretty dramatically when she kills Persephone. Yes, but who at the very last page? Yeah, we get a hmm? what back? It, it it it's one answer with many big questions, and that is what that's what makes it interesting. You know, like what else is Anaki lying about? Because she just creates a 13th god. Can she just do it anytime she feels like to anyone? Yeah. Are are these people special in any mm-hmm. way? Or they're just like... Sockmet was... I mean, appeared to be homeless and an alcoholic. And now she's a mm-hmm. god. Like, what is mm-hmm. special about her or any of these characters? Any of these people? Um, I, what? The, the little girl, Minerva. Mm-hmm. What? Who, yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't know what's going on with that either. There's, there's the little girl in the first book too. I just, it's a very strange. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, she's a, a apparently a, a big part of her. The goddess Minerva is she, that she was a virgin, so maybe mm-hmm. that's part of it that they get a child. I suppose. Um, I don't know. She was also a hunter and yeah, I, exactly. Who knows? The moon goddess and. All, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm, yeah, who knows? Um, no, and there's other. There's not that. Like that's not the only soul mystery either. There's a lot of things at the edges of some of these characters where you're not necessarily sure. Like Woden has a huge. Like there's a, a large mystery in him just because we are revealed that there's a he has a counterpart that I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Is a secondary? We will. I don't know. Theoretically, Anaki knows about that because she created them. What is this? Where is this counterpart at? I think um, I might have issue volume two or three. It's the Woden issue. Which issue is that? Mm-hmm. It's the one where he is kind of narrating everything. I believe it's is it seven because that's the one, or maybe fourteen. I forget. Yes, it is the end. Let's see. It's in volume three. I believe it's fourteen. There are no page numbers on this trade. Okay, where it just shows up and I won't let her get you. Of course, you yeah, can. yeah, that, yeah. Um, I had forgotten. They just tease that, and it stops. Yeah, I'm not... Who knows what that is? Um, it's supposed to go from anywhere from 30 to 60 issues. Mm-hmm. Which we are... This is 17 issues, and we are. There's a lot of things you could do with this. Mm-hmm. It could go a lot of different ways. I, You know, there's... Uh, I think it has... It has uh, balanced that lost equation very well. 
You know, there's not too many questions. Just to write them out. Not a lot of, un- like, not tons of, un- is there anything that you feel like is too big of a question that they've left dangling? Not, uh, not in the way that, that Lost did. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's whole thing was just asking more questions. Mm-hmm. Leaving bigger and bigger plot holes that at a certain point you're like, I know they're never gonna address this. I know we're never gonna see where these people disappeared to. I know we're never gonna know what this monster is. I know that this is never gonna make sense. Um, I don't feel teased or tormented right. with this book. I, I, I have a lot more faith in, uh, in, in Mr. Gillen than, uh, than I, than I did in that, that level of storytelling. Right. I, I wonder though, it, it may be an apt comparison to, of course, I feel like if he was catering, he certainly got his moments of pandering to the, uh, the, the, the Tumblr crowd, but I don't think, I think he would write it however he wanted. You know, he's certainly writing it for that audience, but I, I think, I mean, he would probably turn around and kill a Matarasu just for the sake of doing it. I don't expect her to make it. Yeah, she's, a little, a little too, too precious for this world. She's innocent. Yeah. It seems like any, any, any of these people who are, I, I don't know. I think that's a, a large part of why Woden seems so interesting is because he, he is considered the dirtbag among them, yet he seems mm-hmm. like he, he understands how this works better than any of them. Yes. No, I definitely find him tremendously compelling. What do you think about the art, Eric? Jamie McKelvey. I, I really, it's really good. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's stock standard, uh, McKelvey goodness. Yeah. That's the thing that I feel like this is more, um, he's not really doing a lot on this, you know, compared to where I think he was drawing a lot of big set pieces and. Yeah, in Young Avengers. Big in Young Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Lots of characters, interesting angles. Really fun fight scenes, stuff like that. This is everything hangs together really well. It's all a nice cohesive unit, but it's a lot of the colorist doing a lot of work, and he's keeping it a little bit more Spartan. It's it's certainly no slouch. It it works, and it's a good it's a good look for this book. You know, it, it yeah, the colors are very yeah, very good. Ma- Matthew very, does a great job. Very saturated. Very saturated, very bright. Yes, it's very a lot of a lot of pipe. It's a lot of pop. Very in vogue right now. That very, guy. Very ne- a lot of neons. Yeah. Um. It's not really. It's not really neon because it's all four color process, but it's a lot of bright ass colors. What do you think about those guest artist issues? It's really jarring, isn't it? Yeah. It does not seem right. No. It doesn't feel like this book anymore. It, yeah, it's very strange to me. It feels like like the, they should be side stories, you know, not in continuity. Hey, this is the, the next part of this story. It just feels out of place. Mm-hmm. And not that weird, they're, they're weird not... side stories. And they're not bad, but... No. It's just so striking after reading, you know... Two whole two trades worth of McKelvey, and then suddenly you get an issue piece from multiple different artists. And I gotta admit, some of this stuff in this third trade is some of my favorite stuff. You know, I really like this this um, 
Brandon Graham story. I like this story about the Morgan. I like this. I, I like that we get anything about Tara. I thought her story was really compelling. Yeah, it's just in juxtaposition with each of them. You know, it mm-hmm. all together. It's just, you know, it it makes it more confusing than it needs to be. You know, like the character models change. You know, subtly yeah. with the different artist styles from issue to issue, and then you're in your con and you're just readjusting every time. You're like, okay, who's who's that? Who's that? Okay, now I know. I under- okay, now I have a understanding of who these characters are because they look differently because it's not McKelvey drawing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't know. They 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 did this because McKelvey was busy drawing the the last uh, volume of Phonogram. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Obviously, he can only do so much. Um, but I don't know it. It feels like these artists are all of them are very good in different ways, but I don't want them drawing the the main. It feels weird. It feels like McKelvey should be doing all of this. I feel like I enjoy, I, I I did not enjoy the third volume as much as I enjoyed the first two. Hmm. And it's I I so I place it solely on the fact that there's all these different like the arts changes every single issue, and it's not that it's they're never, and they're very good. Every single yeah. one is very they're very good artists, and it's just. Complete, just different. And Brandon Graham, he is a great artist. I, it, I that feels like it should be a like, hey, this is a side story, not a chapter in this main story. And I, I that's I like when I got to the third volume, I was like, oh, I don't like, I don't feel as compelled as I did in that in the first two. And I don't think it's because of what the story is doing. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a, a, a good reason to keep one artist on a, a story if you're going to do it this way, but. Yeah, I I think to delay it and keep it all on there would have been fine, or at least you know I, I would have, or have one guest artist, you know, or mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think that it's probably a good moment since it was Laura, right? Since yes. Persephone was just killed. Yes. That we are kind of running rudderless, so it's it is a good moment and then to kind of go off the rails. And then and, she comes back, and McKelvey is drawing it again. Hey, that'd be weird. Doesn't show her coming back, does it? That would be terrible. No, it just has her. It just has the name. Hey, book this thing for Persephone. That's mm-hmm. all that the, that happens on the very last page. And well, you know, what does that mean? Who knows? It certainly mm-hmm. feels like she'll be coming back. But McKelvey yeah. will be back on art in the next one. So, but that that the the next issue does not come out till April. Probably giving McKelvey time to get some stuff under his belt. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're operating the same the same way Saga does. You know, they do. Uh, you know, issues, and then they do a trade, and then they'll, uh, there's some delay, you know, they take some time off. I think a lot of image books do that now. Yeah, I think you, I don't know, I, I, I think that the, uh, not having an off season is pretty artificial. I don't think it's fair that the big two impose that. Certainly to the detriment of DC, at least, uh, at least Marvel shifts teams around a little bit, and don't doesn't necessarily hold to release dates when something is mm-hmm. when there's a delay. They just go, okay, this is delayed. Instead, you know, DC will throw a fill in artist to finish something, even to a book's detriment. Um, I don't know. Overall, this is a, a I it is my favorite Gillen and McKelvey thing that I've read. Mm-hmm. I've not read the uh, I've not read Gillen's uh, Journey into Mystery, Young Loki stuff. Um, yeah. But, but uh, for this team, this is my favorite. I certainly enjoyed it. I don't. I don't know. I am not a fourteen-year-old on Tumblr, <laughs> so uh, I I don't get the hype about it. But it is certainly a far above average comic. 
Yeah. Um, I was, I did mean to ask you this. Uh, about the, do you think it's saying anything about, about that? About Twitter and Tumblr and all those places? About social media? Cause I mean, there is that one page with all those Twitter comments, which are all ghastly. Yeah. Uh, but some of them, some of them are reactions to ghastly comics or gas, excuse me, ghastly comments. Yes. It, I mean, it's um, just, but I, no. Yeah. I, did you get a greater sense of into, you think they're saying anything about that in general or they're just saying like, yeah, it's ugly out there. It certainly is. Yeah, it is. I, I don't disagree I, with that. I don't know. You can. It's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, are there people you, who don't think that it's that bad for people who like famous famous women in particular? Well, I mean, take, take five minutes of research. Go to any tweet by feminist frequency. Oh my god! And read the comments. They are worse than what's in this book. Mm-hmm. They are the they are the triple X version of what's in this book. That's fucking real. Yeah, I I I, I think it's uh, it is certainly affirming. That I don't think I hope that people understand that the general public understands what the internet is like, but maybe they don't. I just remember reading it when that reading Twitter after that issue came out. There was a lot of upset people who had read the, read those tweets, and it it affected them. And I, I mean, yes, they're disturbing, but I understood already that there's you give people anonymity to say whatever they want, they are soon to say awful, gross garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the John Gabriel's uh, greater internet fuckwad theory. No, it'll probably not for many years. It'll always be true. There's uh, We haven't quite cracked the uh, code of conduct for acting like a person and shaming people in this, in this, uh, this kind of communication. It's yeah. a big, big, big problem. Anything else you wanted to touch on, Eric? Not in particular. I, I kind of hope that once the story is over, we get more on these characters that are dead. Because it is really kind of painful. Or maybe even more of them, more of them along the way. Well, because, you, I set in uh, one of the er- earlier occurrences, you know, like in the 1700s, or, you know, you can get, you can get that, or in the future, or, you know, any of those. There's obviously room there. Yeah, there's certainly room there. That would definitely be. It definitely could be interesting, but I, I am really hung up on the Terra story, and I want more Lucy as well. And well, I think there's room in this universe to give me that. God well, damn it! If Persephone is coming back, it is also possible that Lucy could come back. Mm-hmm. They the same thing happened to him. Yes, and then they'll all hold hands and dance. Probably they'll, they'll, uh, in, they'll this, have a, in this book. Yes, that probably will happen. And they'll. <laughs> They'll have a pizza party, and then they'll all fall in love. We can ship every single one of them. All right, folks. That will do it for The Wicked and or The Divine. Next week, we'll be reading Wayward, uh, volumes 1 and 2, issues 1 through 10, by Jim Zub and Steve Cummings. I think we, we read a couple issues early on in the series. We'll see where it's gone. Uh, hope you guys read along with us. I think that'll do it for us. Do it for us this week. Please, uh... Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour on Twitter, at HBC Hour, at our website, HanselBoysComicsHour.com. Everything there, uh, links to everything. You can email us, at gmail.com. If you like us, 
If you want to help us out, give us a five-star review, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out, helps new people find the show, and obviously word of mouth is great. Uh, recommend us to your friends. You can find me on Twitter at MixMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? What a super good question. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I am Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. Very good. Very good. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm.